in love with the lights This is not just a game This is my life Yeah, yeah Hello, everybody. Live from a beautiful 75-degree day from Koreatown, Los Angeles, California. It is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm the hostess with the Moses, and I'm here with the broskis, my brother Terry Miller, also known as the Icons with a Z, or if you're across the pond with a Z. How you feeling? I feel like contrarian Terry. <laughs> you feel like uh, the trolling contrarian Terry. <laughs> oh, man, folks, we got a lot popping it's a uh, an interesting edition of the Ozone. We're going to call this a dried out edition of the Ozone, folks. Shout out to raisin uh, edition. to uh, no no no. I'm not. A, I ain't gonna dry my fully dry my my raisin out yet. But drying out because of this crazy torrential downpour. Just want to give a shout out to Twizy Twitch and the Lost Visionaries for our theme song. The camera's on me. Love that jam. Um, yeah, guys. I don't know if you guys know, but in the state of California, we just got washed. Throw us through the rinse cycle. Seven days of nonstop rain. Um, well, seven days with one break, so four or five days of nonstop. We had one quick break, at which point we got to go do something really cool. Um, if you're looking for something right to do and you have a heart and you have some extra cash, go over to CA Strong. I think it's .org. Uh, I participated this last Sunday in a charity softball game organized by Milwaukee Brewers players Christian Yelich, Brian Braun, and Mike Moustakis, uh, all of which who are from the uh, Los Angeles, northwest Los Angeles area, and a couple of which have lost their homes in the Malibu fires recently. These guys decided to uh, throw on a great event. Man, we had a good time, really, really good time. And, man, thank God we got a break in the rain. We went out there. This was an all-star game, folks. I was very happy to not play and just to spectate and, and interact with the crowd because you were playing softball with Major League Baseball players. You had everybody from Derek Lee uh, former first baseman for the Cubs, to Ryan Braun, JT was out there from the from the Dodgers. It was a good time to ask guys Red inside turn. questions. Yeah, did you get some inside information? No, because You're just fired. like <laughs> thank you, Trump. Uh, just like in when people ask me for inside information about ballers, oftentimes the actors are the last to know. So oftentimes when you're asking these guys about trades and who they're going to sign and this, that, and the other, they don't know. It's not their job. Their job is to go out and bang the baseball, and that's what most of them do. But we had a really good time, raised a lot of money for people who um, had to be at least four or 5,000 people out at Pepperdine and raised a bunch of money for people who lost their homes in the fires and people who lost their lives, families who lost loved ones in the massacre out in the Thousand Oaks. And they gave checks right there on the spot. Oh, really? Yeah, it was awesome. Who wrote the checks? Uh, well, you know uh, what? Personal accounts or something? No, no, no. It's from the charity. Mm. So part of uh, one of the people who helped put it on was Mark Atanasio, the owner of the Brewers. And through that, basically, the Brewers organization really stepped up. And they fundraised. You know, we've been doing this for about a month, a month and some change. You see us wearing our California Strong T-shirts. And they fundraised, and they actually distributed the funds right there on the spot. They also uh, showed a lot of love for the first responders. They had a flyover. It was a really nice event. So it was real. It was a it was a real event. It was really nice. The only problem was they had those soft softballs instead of the real softballs. The so nobody carries. so nobody could get a hold of the ball. Yeah. And uh, you know, but Baker Mayfield was out there. Uh, oh yeah, Baker out there. Oh man, it was it was go time. I mean, you name it, they were out there. Your boy Dennis Robin made an appearance. Worm was out. What uh, Worm look like? He looking healthy? No, no. Worm didn't look his best. Um, he's still he's still a stud. But his face looks weird. Like, I don't know what happened. 
Uh, but he, he ran into that putty. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't look. He didn't look the best. But I didn't get to speak to him much. But he looked. Uh, he was in high spirits. Adam Sandler was out there. It was a really good time. Yeah, and I and, guess I guess you can get them all out there too, since everybody's house got burned down over there, pretty much, right? No, I mean I don't. That's just not people who lost their homes. The hmm. people who wanted to do the right thing for the state and for people who did lose their homes. This wasn't a charity for the bunch of millionaires who <laughs> who can go pay for another house to get built. This right. was for regular people who lost their homes in other parts of the state and all throughout the fires. So it wasn't like they gave Adam Sandler a check. <laughs> he's good. He's good. He's, a, he's sure. a, okay, positive. Okay. He doesn't need a loan. I'm, I'm sure of it. Yeah, all kind of guys are out there. Uh, Chuck Liddell was there, by the way. Chuck was there. I, I walked up to Chuck. He looked at me kind of with the side eye. I'll give you a roundhouse. He did not. I was able to get out of the way. <laughs> it's still on the move. <laughs> it's still coming. Um, you name it. They were out there, man. It was a, it was a good time. Really good time. Mira Sorvino and her husband Chris Backus were out there, mm-hmm. uh, who we've played baseball with, and um, yeah, he's a gamer. Man, that dude's a big time ball player. Now, Jaleel White was on the scene, super influencer from the group chat podcast. D. Murphy and Chris oh. Ramos were there. Oh man, and uh, yeah, the Anand was on the scene. It was a lot of it was love. It was all good, but um, but yeah, that was that was a that was really solid. It was a great way to kick off the week. Uh, and shortly after that, I got to run back to the house and watch me some football. And were you impressed with what you were watching? Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I, I just well. want to. I just want to. I just want to go into uh, into the the order of the day. We got a big boxing match tonight on pay per view, and you know the rumor is is pay per view is dead. Tonight will be a very telling situation with that because we have one of the biggest draws of the past decade uh, fighting on pay per view on Showtime pay per view in Manny Pacquiao. The Pac-Man is back. This is going to be his first fight at 40 years old, and it is, uh, it's him against A.B., who uh, we call All Bad over here. Adrian Broner is fighting Manny Pacquiao on the main card. I have no reason to believe that Adrian Broner is going to show up. Yeah, but you know what the trip is. And even if he does show up, I'm not, I don't, you know. Yeah, but father time usually catches up with everyone. And and we, we, in boxing, you watch the matches, you never can tell, just like we watched Lenars last night, and you never can tell when it's your turn. And but A B and it could be tonight. Yeah, but the thing about A B is that it shouldn't be in question. He should be in the prime of his life. You know what I'm saying? I, I agree. And it, so when you have to go and fight an old man, you should, it should be a no brainer. You should punish him. You should punish him. Beat him out the game. Yeah, you, I like retire him. Yeah, like Terry Norris did to Sugar Ray Leonard. You have you to know? retire guys. Yeah, you have to put him to sleep. You you're not. Out. You're not supposed Larry to. Larry Holmes did Muhammad Ali. All the you know. And Mike Tyson did to Larry Holmes. Mike. Yes, exactly. So you know this is what's supposed to happen, but I don't believe that that's what's going to happen. Me neither. Because Adrian Broner is not a disciplined person. He not just a fighter, like a, but a disciplined uh, person. I agree. It's preach on it. Yeah. It's, it's, and to say it, which, uh, you know, then in turn, they're at the press conference. Uh, Al Hall of Fame announcer Al Bernstein asks him some questions, and A.B. goes on the clown show. He cusses up a storm. He's got to call him names, a whole song and dance, because he says Al Bernstein talks too crazy about him on Twitter, so he doesn't want any questions from him. It's just a, a, a terrible example, in my opinion, because – Everybody that points out the truth about AB then in turn becomes an enemy. But this is society nowadays. This is society. And I can't tell you how many people that I saw on my timeline who were supporting his outburst. Oh, yeah, this is my mood for all of 2019. Yeah. No, the problem is that nobody wants to accept responsibility for their situation. If you accept responsibility for your situation, then you can grow. Yeah, it's true. You can't grow. And Adrian Broner's in a great situation. Adrian Broner signed a big deal despite the fact that he never wins. Yeah. He's got, and I was reading for being a clown, in my opinion. Like yeah. he, he's, what's the lack of discipline? This, this is a this is a, a clear cut example of selling out. 
you're willing to to tap dance and shuck and jive and play the clown, and you're being rewarded for it financially. Right. I just uh, tonight you're facing an all time talent, and even uh, a rusty old all time talent should have enough to get him out of there. I, you know what, Adrian Broner's been knocked down, but he's never been knocked out. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got knocked out tonight if he comes in there not prepared. Yeah, you, he's got to be mentally focused because Manny Pacquiao knows what he's doing. Yes, he has a game plan. He executes. He's not a guy who's just going to walk and, off the street. And, no, and just start throwing punches. No, and he's not going to be scared or timid. No, and but the, the lights the, aren't too bright. Nope. And the main the main thing that Adrian Broner has for him is youth. Yeah, and there's an there's an outside chance that Father Time will come knocking at Manny Pacquiao's door today. I wouldn't bet on that. I actually think Manny Pacquiao wins this fight, and he's talking about going on to fight the other top names. He said he wants to fight the winner, Earl Spence, Mikey Garcia. Wow, which is a, a tall order if it's Earl Spence. I and think he can beat Mikey Garcia. I, don't think, I, I do too. I don't think he can beat Earl Spence. Uh, he's a bigger guy, so I think yeah. that 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 fight. You know, Mikey. We'll see what happens with Mikey one forty seven. I think Mikey's in my top five pound for pound list, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't think that he should be fighting at forty seven. But what do I know? I, you know, they're saying he's daring to be great. Earl Spence though has said that. He thinks AB knows what's on the line and he's going to come out ready to fight. I don't I don't buy that because every time you fight there's something on the line. Your not life. Just, yeah, not just <laughs> not just the money or the the fame or the any of that, your life. Yeah. Literally, you can lose your life out there and he's been coming out there not prepared. Yeah. Men, not mentally focused. He looks like he's physically there all the time, but Yeah, he does. But he mentally does. He's not there. And then you and he's hear- got so many distractions outside the ring. Yeah. So then what you hear from court cases, assault charges, yes. all kind of stuff. And then after the fact, you know, you hear him say, oh, he's starting to cuss out the ref. He's cussing out the promoters. He's cussing out. I mean, the uh, guy was- just told he just told some some uh, Filipino reporters that he's got some German shepherd for them to eat in the back. Yeah. He's, it- he's ignorant. He, he, he falls into in, and he's, he's not he's not even he, that ignorance is not knowing his is a chosen path of buffoonery yeah it's a chosen path but i I do believe that he he, just fell under that whole thing that all agents eat dogs so he's just going to throw that's and him not doing the research doesn't understand that and that well but 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 no he's to me he's saying it on purpose as an oh yeah you know it's it's on purpose to to down so on purpose so yeah he nasty on purpose so what he's doing is it's a constant he's a walking stereotype yeah and that he's trying to get everybody else into it you know, and it's it's unfortunate. So for me, I'm hoping Manny gets him out of there about the eighth. A B A B usually does have a resurgence. He's a great athlete, so usually he does actually pick up the pace from round seven to twelve. This is the but problem. He might not be there around seven. Uh, to 12. This is what I'm saying. I think that if he starts slow like he usually does, he gets punished. And Manny's the kind of guy to get you out of there. I don't think he's going to carry you. And not not only that, if he did carry him, this would probably be the worst beating that he'll ever receive. Yes. Yeah, that's a and, good point. And this shortens your boxing career and life. Yeah. Now, I just saw, speaking of which, I just saw a video on Fight Hub with Floyd Mayweather talking about the fight. Floyd Mayweather Sr. Man, Sr. seems like he's in bad shape, bro. Does he? Oh, man. He, he really didn't sound good. He really didn't sound good. Talking about uh, talking about this fight coming up and Adrian Broner's plans. Hold on a second. Let me play you a clip. Everybody's talking about this Pacquiao versus Broner fight. And obviously, you being such a great trainer that you are, everybody wants to know from you, how is this fight going to go? Break it down for us. Well, for me, from the way I see it, I got me, I got Pacquiao winning. And I have a reason for it because of uh, Broner, Broner do a lot of running, and he do a lot of running, and then plus, 
Ronald don't throw, you know, he, he, he don't throw enough combinations. He, uh, his thing is, uh, it's kind of, uh, it, it's just, uh, Pacquiao was just down, I was looking at him, he, Pacquiao was throwing a lot of punches. Ronald don't throw punches like that. And, uh, it's, you know, it's, it goes on for another five minutes of him stumbling through. He gets his point across, which is that Manny Pacquiao throws combinations and a lot of punches, and Broner's scared to let his hands go. And, uh, you know, but the point being is I don't know if it's, you know, general punch drunkness from being a, a boxer. Physically, you can see he's in crazy shape. Like, but man, he looks great. Uh, I think he's 66 now, but wow, he really, if you watch that whole video, he doesn't look like he's in good health. Mentally. Well, well, for me, with a guy like Senior, he fought in the era where the guys literally mixed it up. Yes, he wasn't from that era where you run around and like his, no, like his son, where you. Play and this is what he just said. Yeah. And what, he, what he gets to say, and that's what he says. He oh. said, "He says you can't win no fight running." Yeah, back in the day, you didn't win fights running. Now they win fights running. Everybody, you know, that's the the new Floyd era where. Everybody's promoting defense, whereas when you come to see a fight, usually back in the probably the the mid nineties, maybe early two thousands. I don't, but they they actually mixed it up. If you went backwards or if you were running, you lose. Right, and he took a lot of punishment. So took a lot of punishment. Yeah. So you know, from Sugar Ray Leonard and and other great fighters, high end fighters. Yeah, yeah, he fought a bunch of high end fighters back then. And and so this is probably the, the repercussions of that. Man, it's rough stuff. This yeah, is, it's you real. Not play boxing, but to get back to the fight at hand, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't expect any surprises from AB tonight. Um, I, you know, I'm not a fan by any means, um, and I, I really wish the brother well. I wish he has a great platform. So I wish he would get himself together. Um, and then on the undercard, you got Marcus Brown. Uh, versus Badu Jack, and I actually am looking forward to that fight. I like watching Badu Jack fight. He's another fighter who seems to get slow starts, but then he comes that's why I don't like to watch very him. strong. Yeah, that's why I like to watch him. And if you're going in a fight against him, I, you would think that if you watch the tapes, you would say, okay, I need to just come out and punish him, and then he won't have it late. But same thing he did with James Gale, same thing he did with Adonis Stevenson. Uh-huh. Donna Stevenson was giving him work. And then, you know, it was a father time situation, but also Badu Jack seems to have a gear that did, like, it's like he needs a longer warm-up or something. I just feel like he starts slow, and that's just training. He needs to change his, his system. I mean, start fast, jump in there, start swinging. <laughs> yeah, throw some punches. Throw some punches. P- throw some punches and bunches. And then don't complain later on when you don't get the decision because you didn't you, throw. Yeah, yeah. You're down seven you re- gave, rounds. You gave up six. You gave up yeah. at least five of the first. If you six. give up five and then two are equal, and now you lost. Yeah, but they don't ever call them equal now. Yeah. It's illegal, but. Yeah, so you have that. Um, and then last night on The Zone, really surprised at The Zone's coverage. The Zone is doing everything they can to make good fights, to sign all of the boxers to have their own stable. The cornerstone of the stable was Anthony Joshua. I'm assuming he owns a piece of The Zone itself. Uh, and then they signed Canelo Alvarez this past this November, which was the biggest deal in sports. It's the biggest deal in sports history. It's the biggest deal in the world. And uh, 11 fights, $365 million. You know, you pay $11 a month. You get fights all the time every weekend. Well, they just made another huge splash because they just signed on for a big fight that I didn't think that Canelo Alvarez would take. So shout out to Oscar De La Hoya, Golden Boy, and the squad because they're fighting Danny Jacobs on May 4th. Right. 
and that's great for Danny because we've talked to Danny at fights, at Canelo yeah. fights. Yes. And Danny is amped after every fight because he knows he can beat him. He knows he can beat him. He's told us that. Yeah, yeah. And and also it's just that he's going to get his big payday, and I'm really happy for him for that. And and, and I think that even more so than the payday, what he's going to get is the respect that he should get. And he, and he got it when he fought Triple G. Yeah. But yeah. It's not a, but it was that was waning. You know, I understand. He didn't he the respect as beating Canelo as they have labeled him the man now. Yes. You know, I don't agree with him being the man, but the industry has labeled him the man, the the go to guy. And I think that Danny I don't even really think that it, it of course it's a difficult fight, but I don't think that I think that he'll have a he had a harder time with Triple G than he'll have with Canelo. Really? Yeah. He has all the advantages. He has all of them. Uh, the only thing that Canelo has is a couple years on him youth-wise. Mm-hmm. But he's 6'1". Canelo, they list him at 5'9". I would say Canelo's really 5'7". Five, five, I was going to say 5'7". You yeah. love it, 5'8". Yeah, 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 yeah. Really nice guy, though. The nicest guy. Yeah, I'm happy that he's successful. Yeah, I like Canelo. Good. Canelo's a great guy. You know, I like, he's like, he's, cool every time you see him, he's cool. Yeah, he's cool. Who's mad at Canelo? Right. Um, and he doesn't have anything to do with the decisions and blah, blah, blah. No. He goes out there and fights. And he, and he does do that. That's what I do like about yeah. Canelo. He's not out there running. He's no. Trying to mix it up. <laughs> he was trying, trying to get to the mountaintop. He is. He needs somebody to get knocked out. Yes. And, and, and more he times than him. not, it's been somebody else yeah. because he has never been knocked out. And so, uh. He hasn't been knocked down. He hasn't even been knocked down. Yeah. He's, he's got great balance and a crazy chin. And so. Yeah, so that's going to be a big fight May 4th. I'm really excited about that. But I, I got all that information from watching the coverage of last night's fight, which was a middleweight fight. And it seems like the zone's really trying to corner the market on the middleweights to get all of them signed. Uh, Eddie Hearn got on last night and was saying how he, you know, felt like uh, it would be great for Triple G to to sign up with the zone. How he felt like Triple G got cheated in the first fight and yeah. how, how uh, he thinks Danny Jacobs is going to beat Canelo and the whole nine. Could be a great smokescreen, could be a great performance, but I believed Eddie when he said it. It seemed it seemed very genuine when he was when it was coming from him. True story. Um Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see where that does, where that goes, uh, because they got them boys stumping. So last night was Andrade versus Akakov. Um I'm not really impressed with Andrade Andrade, I think they call him, even though I think it was Andrade, I'm not sure. Uh I don't know. Could be Andrade, could be Andrade, could be Russian, who knows? I don't know any Russians except for my wife. And then he has, uh, so they have they have those guys. He kind of he they got a late round stoppage, which was unnecessary, but whatever. The actual big surprise of the whole scenario was Jorge Linares, former one hundred thirty five pound uh, champion, who was up on the cards against Vasily Lomachenko when he was dropped and knocked out with a liver shot in Vegas last year, has had one fight since then. He had a he fought a tomato can down at the Indian Reservation, beat him up good, and this was a fight against another guy who's kind of a journeyman type, uh, but he decided to move up to 140 from 135, and I'm here to tell you folks this was terrible, and I like Jorge, I know Jorge, and he never got it together. Oh my goodness, it looked bad. First round, I mean, was knocked down three times, and then he TKO. They had to stop the fight. First round, that was the only round. First round, only round. <laughs> the round bound the rebound. And he hit this guy on his chin a bunch of times, and it was like with, the guy was completely pillows. unimpressed. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. This is like an overnight situation again. This is this is the crazy part about boxing. Mm-hmm. You never know. You step You're the there. last person to know. Yes, you step in there one day, and all of a sudden, I'm throwing, I'm fighting with pillows on my hand. Nothing works. Nothing works. And he got knocked all around the ring by a journeyman that, that looked like they just grabbed him off the street. And put in work. And put in work on him. And had no interest in any respect for Jorge Lanadas. And he walked through him. He walked through him. 
It was a bad look. And then Jorge, after the fight, talking about he doesn't know. He has to look and see if he's going to stay at 140 or go down. Go down, brother. No, go home. Go, <laughs> go home. Yeah. He needs to go home. It's over. I mean, you did your thing. You were a great champion. He was a great champion. It's over. Wow. It just is. And now, now here's my thing. Now, is that father time? Or do we have to give respect and say that's Vasily the Lomachenko effect? About liver shot? The last, last for years? <laughs> from, yeah, hey, <laughs> from us? See his face up bad. If you see the picture, he, he beat his face up No. No, that's not anything from Lomachenko. That's that's just life. Life is ran him through his mud, ran his legs out. He ran his leg out. Wow. I can't give Lomo no love or credit for that. Of course, he he played a factor in it by putting some pounds, putting a little pound puppy on him. But other than that, he ain't. Man, come on. Wow. You're very strong. You act like the Loma fight didn't even matter. It didn't really. I mean, because he was dominating Loma. I don't know about that. I mean, he he pretty look. Go look at the picture. He got beat up pretty bad. Yeah, but he he beat up Loma pretty bad. He dropped him. He was he was all over him. He and maybe that was the beginning of the end for his career. Once he lost to a liver shot like that, because an elite fighter usually the only other person that I've an elite fighter that I've seen that happen to in the past was Oscar De La Hoya against Bernard Hopkins. Against Bernard late. Hopkins, yeah, late. Like the eleventh, tenth, eleventh, but the ninth as well. Yeah, but B Hop looked like he was setting him up for it the whole the night. whole fight. Yeah, the whole fight. That's the whole fight. Uh-huh. He, but be and then Oscar decided to give you one at the office. <laughs> yeah, then Oscar gave me one. He gave you one at Dodger Stadium. He gave you one at Dodger Stadium. He was like, what's up? Exactly. <laughs> you rolled all over the infield. See, what are you doing? You're supposed to be liver playing ping pong. You got a liver shot, dude. Go ahead. Get Oscar a, felt like he needed to do, get a whiskey shot. Just give me a little salt one, too. That's like, boop. He like, you felt that. You know. He's like, you know. Like, you need something? You're looking at my weight class. No, I'm not. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'll make sure I make the adjustment. <laughs> Dude, you look at lead. <laughs> T, down to 150? <laughs> what class is Oscar in? <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, so, I don't know. It was really sad. Really sad last night to see that with Jorge. Uh, but the zone card in general, I, I'm happy with my subscription. I just want them to get better. Their production value overall, it would be nice for them to have a little bit more smoke and mirrors, glitz and glamour, uh, and, and glitz and glamour, and have more... Just more. There just needs to be more with the zone. It's like they they have the fighters. They just need to actually put together the show. So what you're telling me, you're not impressed. No, but they're they're, they're babies in the game. They're just getting it together. Not everybody can be HBO boxing, you know, not to start. I mean, HBO boxing wasn't even HBO boxing to start. But that's enough on the fight time. It's now time to move to the NFL. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. This Sunday is going to determine your Super Bowl for coming. And, uh, and oh, you're, that's why you wore the Dodger hat? Is it because it's ramp time? Yeah, because it's ramp time. That's why I wore the Dodger hat to give, give L.A. props. Ooh. The best team in L.A. It's the best team in L.A. Oh, man. What happened to the Chargers? <laughs> the Chargers? <laughs> I, I really, oh, no, we got somebody coming in hot on the line who really wants to add his two cents. Yes, sir. Joe Nieves live in the Ozone. Tito! Uh-huh. What's up, Brothers Miller? How's it going? What uh, is really in the life of a Disney star? How are things? <laughs> things are good. It's, it's, I'm a 45-year-old man trying to figure out social media these days. <laughs> good luck. Got to get it going. Hey, we all got to start somewhere. That's right. what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm actually, you know what I just did? I, was just, I don't know what you guys are talking about right now, but, but I just watched, uh, did you see that clip of Mike Tyson? Um, any clips from Mike Tyson uh, with Joe Rogan recently? No, no. 
great interview, but uh, I hate to promote another podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Mike's got his own uh, podcast, uh-huh. and Joe, too. It's all good. There's enough for everybody. Anyway, anyway Rogan was asking if he still works out, and Tyson says he does not work. He doesn't even look at working out anymore because when he does, he says it just sets off his ego. And he just starts thinking, oh, I'm better than everybody else. And that's when he starts getting turned into the guy he doesn't want to be anymore. So he doesn't even, he doesn't touch a bag. He doesn't do anything anymore because it sets off his ego. Wow. I can understand that. Isn't that crazy? Uh, no, no, no. I, I've seen the same thing happen with you. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. very, very interesting. I saw the same thing happen with you on, uh, I think it was Triple Play 2004. It was a video <laughs> game. <laughs> Every time you would win, you seem to have a bigger ego just throughout the day and a longer beard. (laughs) Wow. Well, what we're talking about right now is the NFL. We're talking about what happened to the Chargers last week. Are the Patriots that good or was it smoke and mirrors? What did happen to the Chargers last week? I, I think the Patriots are record. I hate to say it, but the Chargers were every team in the wild card was so hot coming in this year. And I, I thought to myself, one of these wild card teams is going to win the Super Bowl. But I, uh, I was proven wrong last week. <laughs> um, you really need the rest in football. You really need the, it's it's more difficult in football to be a wild card than any other sport because you need the least amount of games possible. Right. I don't know. I see. I, I think the momentum helps. That's like the rest, especially in football, because you just get you just used to it over the season. I don't know. It, it's it's so it, it, up to this point, and as far as I can remember, momentum was always the biggest factor in who goes to the Super Bowl and who wins the Super Bowl. I, I, don't, feel like I don't feel like that. Yeah, I don't feel like that either. Yeah, I don't because feel. you stop momentum with freshness. Yeah, you get so beat up over sixteen weeks, and literally a world class athlete getting an extra eight days to to heal up with treatment every day and so on and so forth. It means a lot, man. Look at the difference with Ty Gurley now. Ty Gurley, he, I guess so. Yeah, he, guess he's so. taking like a month off and come back now. I think it's the, it's just the Patriots being the Patriots, right? Uh, it, it, this is this is this supposed to be getting worse this year. Is that what's happening the last couple of years? They're on the downturn. But look at the division, though. The division is terrible. Speaking of which, they play in the division with the Jets, 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 the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins. Help me out with the Jets. Since you spent so much time in Miami, let's, let's speak <laughs> on it. Let's speak on the signing of Gase. What, yeah, what's so? What do you? What's you, so? All right, this is what I get, what I get from Adam Gase. I don't. I, I'm not a big Adam Gase fan. Huge Jets fan. I'm, I'm never optimistic about the, the Jets for obvious reasons. <laughs> so they sign. They, they they get they get Gase, and everybody tells me he's he's a quarterback whisperer. What, what facts? What, what facts back that up? What what young quarterback has he has he turned into a star quarterback? I completely agree. Succeeded with the quarterback. That that's his claim to fame. He's a quarterback whisperer. When did that happen? Joe, I'm going to tell you what about Adam Gase. Oh, go ahead. No, no. And if that is true, then let him be the quarterback coach, not the head coach. Hold on, I'm losing you. I'm losing you. He said, if that is true, let him be the quarterback coach and not the head coach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the, here's the thing. In real life, there's nothing but positions in the NFL. And the NFL has made it abundantly clear that they're only interested in recycling coaches that they already have. They're not really interested in diversity so much. They're not really interested in opening up spots for new new coaches. I mean, they went and signed the guy from uh, was it TC Texas A and M? Yeah. The the, the Cardinals yeah. went and signed the guy from Texas A and M that was like yeah. had a losing record over his tenure. And why why would you get a promotion to the NFL when you have a losing record in college? Adam Gase is the same way. He didn't win with the Dolphins. You're talking about it, Bruce Arians. That may be true. That may be true. And I, I, but, but, but why not sign Mike McCarthy? If that's the case, this is. But this is what we're yeah. saying. Even with the with the recycled package, 
there's something, and you know what? I was at the Rams game last weekend, a lot of Cowboys fans on the scene, and uh, one thing that the Cowboys fans unanimously feel like is that Jason Garrett should go. No, I don't know one Cowboy fan other than Jerry Jones who likes Jason Garrett. And right. yet, it, what it seems like is it all depends on your rapport with the owner. If your rapport yeah. with the owner is, yeah. Is, yeah. is airtight, you can lose all the games in the world. So basically, it's the good old boy network. That's 100%. what we get down yeah. to. 100%. And this is why teams like the Jets and the Dolphins never go anywhere. Right. Coming from being unsuccessful with a young quarterback. Coming from being unsuccessful. Tannehill did not advance under Adam Gase. Nope, nope. And then, so here's my other problem. So so the interview, I would have been been okay with McCarthy. Um, I also would have been okay with Eric Biennemi. Why why not sign Biennemi? Biennemi gets no burn, and we all know why. And 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 yeah, I have right. to I give I have I to give a lot of love to Stephen A. Smith for calling it out. <laughs> yeah, because because yeah. Eric Bieniemy has done his work. He's done he's his work. That offense? That Are offense? you crazy? He's, he's done that that he's offense. That everybody should be clamoring to get this right. guy as their as their coach. Yeah, unreal. Now I, mean, I, I, I wish I had more answers for you, but I don't. But when you bring in the when you bring in and then it's just the Jets, and then it's just just like the Patriots or the Patriots, the Jets or the Jets, right? Yeah, but when you bring in new coaches, fresh blood, then you see the results that you get. Look at what you're doing with, um, yeah, with Mc, with McVay, and uh, look at what you're doing with that guy in San Diego. I mean, that's oh, yeah, actually Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah, the Chargers coach. Yeah, I mean, with the fresh blood, you get different results. This is going to. They just talked to the coach of the Saints, and he was talking about how intricate and how complex uh, McVay's offense is now, and how he's going to take things from it. Because it's new. It's fresh. It's the young guys coming in and, and bringing something new to the table, not these old heads recycling the same old stuff. stuff. Gaze, McCarthy, Arians. I mean, let, let's bring in new new coaches. Yeah, but that, this is this is the this is the thing, man. You got you got new guys. You got guys like Anthony Lynn. You got guys like Sean McVay, who then show you yeah. that Jeff Fitcher was a complete clown. They show right. you that, you know, things yep. weren't in order. And then next thing oh you my know. God. It- you know, Sean next thing you know, is, is ridiculous. Yeah, and the enemy could be the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 next thing you know, you you decide to recycle gays. And, and I tell you what, what and you know what, and that's what, and when you talk about Jimmy Jones, that's the same thing. Me and my buddy Rob from from, uh, from Brooklyn, my other Jet Jet fan, forever saying, um, it, it's 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 an ownership. It's if as long as the coach has to answer to the owner and not the GM, then you're screwed. Totally screwed. And I've been saying that forever. Bone says he's been saying that forever. Yeah, let the GM do his job. Let the GM do his job. And that entails working with a coach who has the same ideas that he does, not the owner. But this is the same reason why I'm not mad at the coach, I mean, the coach of the, of the Dallas Cowboys, because he has to answer to Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is making football and decisions. And he's not a football guy. Wow. Yeah. No, I wish I had more answers for you, <laughs> but we don't, because it just doesn't make any sense. But but what we can on, ask on, are the questions about who you like this weekend because it is going down tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's I I I, I wouldn't put any money on anybody this week. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping for the Rams and the Chiefs. I'm thinking it's going to be the Saints and the and the Patriots. I got a rematch. I think we're going Rams and Chiefs. I got that Monday Night Football rematch in the ultimate and, shootout. and, and, and then a straight That'll shootout in Atlanta indoors. And it's go time. <laughs> it's go time. That would make me happy. I would love that. I, I mean, really, that. the Saints didn't look really impressive last week against one of the worst defenses in football. Yeah, and the Eagles look like they just they they just finessed their their Super Bowl experience 
to, mm-hmm. you know, almost to a dub. Yeah. 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 And they yeah. got a lot yeah. of help. The Hudak got a lot of help from the refs. A lot of help. They got a lot of help from yeah. the refs. As, as did the Patriots, as usual. They as should, usual. As, as and usual. this is why I don't think they're going to get that help. My fear is Andy Reid will find a way to lose the game. This is going to be hard for him to lose the game with Mahomes. So this thing with the Chargers last week in New England, yeah. Yeah. I felt like it was the Chargers – shooting themselves in the foot more so than it was the Patriots because everybody knows when you go to New England, you can't drop passes. Phillip Rivers hit, who was it, Williams right down the middle of the field and, and Williams dropped a, like a 40-yard bomb. You can't do that in New Look, England. I, I agree with you. I agree with you, but, but how many times do teams have to screw up and shoot themselves in the foot against this team before we start? For some reason, we got to give credit to the Patriots for the Chargers dropping passes. Because it happens for 20 years. You know, it's 20 it years. There's an intimidation factor that makes guys drop balls. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. Well, it's they're something. Not, I don't think they're going to see it tomorrow because the Kansas City Chiefs, that kid Mahomes is moving the ball and he is not impressed. He, he had gotten in a shootout. He got in a shootout with him in New England. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that – and I, I'm telling you, Andy Reid is my only concern because he finds a way to snatch defeat sure from the jaws of victory <laughs> forever. He finds a way he to do it. He usually does, and I have to agree with you because I'm always high on the Chiefs. But the thing, yeah, and they have all the talent and in they the have world, all the talent. But this, time, you felt like you felt like this year, especially with Mahomes, but then especially with Kareem Hunt, you were like, "Dead save." And Andy Reid couldn't blow this one. Nobody can blow this lead. Yeah. And and then they lost Kareem Hunt. Not that they're still not affected. Well, but this kid Damian Williams that they brought in, he's is balling. He's balling, and Spencer Ware is on the on the uh, on deck right now too. So I feel like they're ready to go. And if their receivers catch the lights, the ball, aren't too bright for Mahomes. Yeah, and not only that. So you think? And honestly, the Chiefs factor? beat. It's a choke factor for the coach. It's a, More so, oh, no, no question. I was thinking about that. Well, I, Coaching is real, man, especially in football. Of course it is, but yeah. I think the one your game plan when you're coaching. I don't get it. it. I get it physically when you're on the field. I get it. What? 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 possibly tense up about coaching. Well, I think one of the biggest things that happened last week, what we saw in coaching, which I can't blame Jason Garrett, is them deferring to the Rams. The Rams have the number two offense in football. Why would I defer to the Rams to start the game off? <laughs> that makes no sense. Why would marched. I do that? And they marched down there and put the Rams on you. They marched. They, they should have. They, they got a field goal, they but should have been, been a touchdown. Should have been a touchdown. Yeah. So. And why would you want to keep your defense, especially if it's one of the best, better defenses in the league, on the field for longer than what it should be? Yeah. Take the ball, kill the clock, and that's what I do believe. And get that, Zeke going. Yeah, and that's what I do believe the Belichick's going to do tomorrow because he's just probably going to try to play ball control with these guys because offensively he knows that he can't. Now, Tom Brady can have a shootout with anybody. Even in the history of the game. Yeah, <laughs> even with his old his Old strategy. receivers. Yeah. Old, yeah, yeah. Old Tom but, Brady. With with the Chiefs, what they're doing now is that they have to play ball control, or they're going to get blown out. Now that's interesting. It's interesting you said that because I bet you Belichick hopes they play ball control. That the Chiefs play ball control? No, the Chiefs are not. The going Chiefs to play. are not going to look for a ball control. Belichick does, not, Belichick does not want Mahomes to beat him. Belichick would rather keep it in the running back's hands. No, that's what I'm talking about. I'm t- I'm saying that okay. Belichick wants to run ball control. He wants to keep the Chiefs off the field. That's the yeah, way that yeah, you beat yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way that you bring, beat all high-powered out yeah. offenses all the way through history. All of them use ball control. Bill right. Parcell has yeah. brought that into fas- made that fashionable back in the day. He. I always thought the biggest, the biggest. I think even bigger with the Patriots. The, the one thing Brady, when he fails a little bit, is when he has a lot of pressure. When he has a lot of pressure coming from the ends. Yeah. Yeah. 
Pressure is the key. Well, they have one of the second best, besides Aaron Donald, the, the, the Chiefs have one of the second best um, pass rushers in football. So we'll see him tomorrow on Tom Brady. But the Patriots have an off- uh, offensive line that's like crazy. I know. And the, and the rules are so soft nowadays, man. You can't, I saw the guy get tackled by his legs. You can't hit him in his head. You can't hit him in his chest. So when you got to right around his waist, you know, you got to bring out a measuring tape. <laughs> <laughs> what size are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's, it's too much. I, I thought, I didn't think they'd make it this year. I hate the Patriots every year. It's terrible. And you can't hold them. Uh, they're there every year. They're in the championship game. Yeah, and then also when you talk about with the Saints, what's going on with the Saints, I think that McVay and them are going to have their number because first and foremost, they picked up C.J. Anderson, so now they can pound the ball down the page, uh, the Saints' yeah. throat. And the Rams can have yeah. a shootout. And then the Rams can have a shootout, but not yep. only that, but they just didn't have that experience going against Drew Brees. And Tlaib didn't play last game, which put more pressure yep. on Marcus Peters. So now they can mix and match the pieces and puzzles. You know, I thought Tlaib did play. He didn't play Tlaib didn't play. Tlaib is playing tomorrow. So that's a big difference. And they got Fowler now. Yeah, yeah. And the the the, the, the Rams defense is enough. I, I, I hope. I feel like the Rams defense is enough to at least keep below thirty points. Well, if you double team Michael Thomas because he's getting like close to fifteen targets a game, <laughs> he's getting fifteen targets a game. Come on, man! He became the best receiver in football this year. Yeah. Well, he wasn't that far off last year. I no, I, I no. prefer DeAndre Hopkins, but you know he's nice. Man. Man, man, man! It's about to man. Go down. Oh boy! And then Marcus <laughs> Peters was there. Did said he, he enjoyed? I loved that clip. I wish I could find that clip of him with Sean Payton talking about him. He said, oh, "Yeah, he okay? Tell him to keep talking that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see him next week." <laughs> he got that backup because you know, because Michael Thomas just completely used him, and they use him a lot. Use him a lot, man, man, oh man, and he's not a man to man guy. So wait, how was the Ram game? How was being there? How was the, how was the energy at the Ram game? Let me tell you, nervous. Yeah, because it was about 60-40, I would say, for uh, yeah, Rams yeah. and Cowboys fans. A lot of Cowboys Took fans. Sporting event. And uh, mm, not necessarily, not if you go to Chavez Ravine. <laughs> not if you go to the Laker games. This is, I think this is a product of just recently getting football back. So there's still, you know, the more people are there because the Rams are winning than they are the actually Rams fans. Right. And at which point a lot of teams, uh, a lot of people were went out to other teams in this past decade or 20 years when there was no football in L.A. And a lot of them went right yeah. down down to America's team and uh, fooled around with yeah. Jerry Jones and them. Now, one thing that was evident was McVay learned from last year's game. I was at the playoff game last year, and they should have beat the Falcons, but they decided to not mm-hmm. give the ball to Todd Gurley. This year he right. seemed like he made a significant strides to understand that that was not the right decision. Well, even the games that they lost this year to the Bears and to the uh, and to the um, Saints earlier in the year were because they didn't give Ty Gurley the ball. And this time they gave Gurley the ball, but then they gave C.J. Anderson the ball. And honestly, McVay seemed – one thing that I really liked about McVay's in-game adjustments were you could yep. see the plan was to give the ball to Ty Gurley. Yeah. But C.J. Anderson was even more effective than Ty Gurley. Yeah. And because he yeah. was effective in a violent way, he was pounding them. Yeah. And and the two with, type different backs, a hundred percent. But with that, it seemed as though McVay said, "Oh, I, I knew he had this in him," and just wrote it. Yeah. As opposed to yeah. most coaches get so stubborn. This is what I was right. so disappointed exactly about right. seeing You're with the exactly Chargers. Exactly right. When you watch the Chargers, time adjustments. Yeah, yeah. You you watch the Chargers and the defense didn't work. Tom Brady is eating you up. Change the defense. The zone ain't working. It ain't working. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Go get your money back. It ain't, it ain't working. working. 
what seems obvious, what seems obvious to us watching, I, I never understand. That's why Belichick is just, Belichick's halftime adjustments are always spot on. Always. Because he seems to actually take them. He takes, yeah. he takes yeah. the first half, analyzes it quickly, and says, oh, okay, so then this is the answer to that. And that yep. comes from prep. Because he's and saying, discipline. And discipline, because he's saying, yep. I had actually planned for that, but they went another way, so now I can implement plan C1, which was ready for their plan B2. Right. Yep. And he can just go right to it. But you don't see coaches doing that for some reason. For some nope. reason, they're so stuck. No, no, we got to do it this way. I was so yeah. disappointed in the Chargers defensive coordinator. Yeah, it was bad business. It was bad You're all the down way down 27-7. When you go down 14-0 and they marched, and then it became 21, you got to change. Well, not only that, I got to play like a video game now because what I have to do is go for I need four downs. I need four downs. I need to go for it. I'm not punting when I'm down by 21 but, points. But I'm just talking about the defense. Yeah, I can, I can ride with you on the offense because if you look at it, what ends up happening is they end up putting up 28 points. So yeah. if, if you make an adjustment prior to getting completely blown out, you actually got a game. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Really, really uh, – I don't know. Really disturbing. But I think that um, this weekend, I think we're going to see the best of the best. I think the final four are actually the four best teams. Best four teams. Yep, and, I didn't, and I didn't always feel like that. You know, you don't always feel like that coming into the final four. Right. And this time, never, I think these, these are the best four teams. And I can't really call it, but I'm looking for that rematch. I think that the Rams and the Chiefs are going to pull it out. And I think that Andy Reid will find a way to blow the Super Bowl. <laughs> and the Rams will be your 2018 season Super Bowl champions. Oh, uh, that'd be nice. I actually, I actually think that the Patriots are the weaker team, the weakest team in this tournament right now, with the best coach. I always and, think and with that, the best, always and, that, that. and that's a problem. No, but with the best coach, yeah. just like O said, it's it's literally with the best coach. But I yeah. also believe that because they have a downgraded Grunk now, because Grunk was so effective. I mean, unstoppable, unstoppable. But now he's stoppable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, yeah. And, and you have Julian Edelman, Edelman out there, and you have Sony Michelle, and you have James White. They don't have anybody else that stands out. And I honestly yeah. would have kept Josh Gordon because everybody talks about him and his drug problem. But with all the other people that they have in the NFL, the murderers, the rapers, and, and rapists, and everything else, <laughs> yeah. and you've got a guy that's on yeah. drugs, and you kick him out the league. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah. don't have yeah. them, they don't have him on the Patriots. This is true. They have him in the NFL, but they do not this, have them on the New true. England Patriots, which is why yeah, they are at the Super Bowl and the yeah. championship every year. Yes. This is true. And so they they had yeah. they they were disciplined in the fact that they stuck to doing the Patriots. Yeah, and they even sent him off with a very everybody had a great message for him. That was actually nice. It wasn't cold yeah. like when they got rid of Chandler Jones. And even though Chandler Jones not that he had a drug problem, but it wasn't cold like how the Patriots get rid of a lot of guys in a very cold yes. way. Yeah. It wasn't that the guys you saw Edelman put it up, Brady put up. You know, hey man, good luck. All of them, yeah. just like we can't use you right now because we can't be distracted in case you out of your eye or we got a game plan around you and you can't show up and you can't play. Did they give him a MAGA hat as a departing gift? I don't know. <laughs> maybe that. Maybe ultimately, maybe this is the real reason that he's not on the team anymore. Maybe Josh Gordon didn't want to kiss the the buffeted filet fish McRib ring. How about this bozo in the White House with world-class athletes? You finally get a team that's willing to come. You finally get a championship team after two years that's willing to come to the White House. And you personally bankroll a bunch of food that you like with your burgers. He doesn't and know any, Cold burgers he and doesn't pizza. Know any better. He doesn't know any better, that moron. He doesn't know any better. And you know what, though? It was, a, it was, a, it was one of those like, clear psychological projecting things. Oh, this must be their favorite food. Because it's right. his favorite food. <laughs> because you don't work out. 
ever. Narcissist. <laughs> and so it, since it's mine, it must be yours. You know, it's funny. He said, and he said, and he, he tweeted that it was a thousand hamburgers, and they ate them all. He said a thousand. A thousand. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know how many hamburgers? A thousand. Fifty guys on a table. Like seven, they like seventeen hamburgers each. <laughs> they have some big appetites. Wow. <laughs> hmm. And did you see Burger King? The Burger King tweet may be my favorite of all time. That was fantastic. Hilarious. Burger King said, due to a large order yesterday, we're all out of hamburgers. (laughs) All we can serve today are hamburgers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. If civilization can survive the Donald Trump administration, I tell you what. We'll be better for it. We'll be better better for it. But that's a big if. It's a big if. Yeah. Well, all right, Tito. I wish we had some more uh, news for you. You want to you want to spit about your MMA? I see there's some some big action in MMA. I ran into your boy Chuck Liddell at uh at the California Strong Charity. Uh, hey, Chuck. How you been? <laughs> oh man. I told him I told him that I sat with you. I told him that I sat with you and you said he was getting knocked out by jabs. And he said that's your ass. And he said he said when he sees you, don't expect the slow motion roundhouse. You don't know what to expect. Anything can happen. That's what he told me. I was like, all right. I mean, you know, you'll recognize him. He's on Disney. I just remember I just remember sitting there and the fight starting and then I turn to my left and I see just hysterical laughing like one second into the fight. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I'm still laughing at it. Hey, I couldn't believe it. Henry Henry Cejudo and TJ Dillashaw is going to be a heck of a fight. Who you like? Up in my and is it in Brooklyn? I think. I think it's in Brooklyn. I'm going to go Cejudo. I'm going Cejudo because I think he's peaking. I think he's the man right now. I think Dillashaw. What happens in MMA is, is there's, a, there's a distinct drop off in MMA. At a certain point, there's this distinct drop off. I think it happens with boxing as well. But I think Dillashaw isn't as elite. As Cejudo right now, I think Cejudo's still at the top of the game. Yeah, yeah. This is where this is. We just we just saw it last night. Uh, a former 135 pound champion who looked great as of like last June uh, got knocked out in one round by a journeyman. That just some you know. There's a yeah. The body can only take so much punishment. Yeah. Hey, did you and, guys and watch? Did so you guys watch the, Did you guys see the John Jones the John Jones fight or not? Oh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Did you see the, did you see? But did you see the female? Did you see Mandy Nunes? I, we oh, did. Yeah. We did. As a matter of oh fact, that was gosh. yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh my god. I mean, I think you can venture <laughs> to say that she's the greatest MMA fighter of all time. Right. Right. She. Yeah. It's not far fetched. I mean, she yeah. went out there and busted. And low key, Cyborg went out yeah. there chunking him. It wasn't like there was a pushover. Well, she thought she was going to walk yeah. through her. She yep. thought she thought it was okay. Let's just go toe to toe then. And Man Nunes was there for it. So like, yeah, this is what I get. This is actually this is perfect for me. <laughs> Yeah, just just constant, just constant fists in a face. Yeah, super accurate. For a minute. Wow. Oh yeah, God. that was that was great. And then along with the John Jones things, I'm not a John Jones fan. Uh, to me, I mean, who is? Nobody is anymore. Nobody. You, is you anymore. can't you can't just constantly cheat the game and then talk crazy. No. And the only reason I don't even think they should let him fight. I, I don't even. They think should, they should they should, he shouldn't have fought this time. He shouldn't have fought this time. It's a blemish. You have him. You know. I don't know. He just ruined Gustafson's career now because he lost John Jones. You know. Right. Yeah, and then hey, he's Cormier, trying to, I don't want. I don't want him to be Cormier. I don't want him to be Cormier. No, I, well, the thing is, is that I'm like DC. Of course, you should win every fight. You you have a right. you got a 50 yep. meter head start in every single race. Yep, yep. I'm not down. I'm not down at all. It's not. I'm not with him. Um, all right, Tito. Tell the people where they can find you if they want to talk sports or politics on Twitter. Yes, at 
Joe P. Nieves, J-O-E-P-N-I-E-V-E-S, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to my YouTube page. I'm working on that now. Uh, that's it. I'm trying, I'm trying to get really interactive with the fans. I'm trying to answer questions. I'm trying to just invite people to communicate with me. That's my new technique. So. And, and I think it works. I see it working for a lot of people. I just think, yeah, you, I think you, so. you have to commit to it. And, you know, when the people know who you are, Especially when they see that you're knowledgeable about what you're talking about, it you know as long yeah. as it's not you don't deal with the trolls because there's a lot of trolls out there. But when you like, yeah, I mean, not, like, yeah. like the guy yeah. sitting across from me, also <laughs> known as Trolling Terry. <laughs> Tito, all right, Tito, Joe, you're always a all family right, of the ozone. We will talk to you soon. Thank you. Peace. My pleasure. See you guys soon. Bye bye. Oh man, moving on. Australian Open in full swing now. Very disappointing to see uh, Andy Murray go out, but now there's a whole bunch of controversy because they're talking about him getting another surgery potentially for to see if he doesn't have to retire. He's on the fence of whether or not to see if another hip surgery could actually bring him back. Um, and then that got tweeted out, and then it got deleted. A little bit of controversy behind that. Um, a lot of uh, Francis Tiafo is still doing his thing. That's who I'm pulling for. He's my undercover sleeper cell. Although I tell you, keep your eyes on Kay Nishikori because Kay Nishikori was hurt and now he finally seems like his body is back together. And that kid is a problem. Uh, yesterday, we watched a tremendous, tremendous match down under on Margaret Court um, with, uh, I think I knew you pronounce your name, Xian Xin Shi uh, from China versus Naomi Osaka. Man, oh, man. Gosaka was in trouble from the word go. She was not impressed. And the thing that she showed was is that the weakness in Naomi Osaka's game, and she's a burgeoning superstar, Naomi Osaka, and the weakness in her game is mental. It's not physical. It's mental. And she was able to frustrate her and frustrate her. She beat her uh, 7-5 in the, in the first set. In the second set, she was up 3-0. She won 11 or 12 straight games. And all of a sudden, Gosaka pulled it together, and you saw that championship medal. And she came back and rattled off a run like crazy. She ended up winning that set 6-4, won the next set 6-1. Watch out for Naomi Osaka. I would not be surprised if she has to tangle again with Serena Williams to determine this whole thing. And if she does, who do you have? I'm still with Naomi Osaka. But it's going to be tough because Simona Halep is, is in top form right now as well. and She's the world number one, and she just dispatched of uh, Venus Williams. Of uh, Abina, Abina Williams. <laughs> if you watch Advantage Omar, you know what that's from. And uh, she just dispatched of her, and she's she's on a march. She's she's going through. It's kind of like, in, in my opinion, it's kind of like the football not being the wild card and having that extra rest. Mm-hmm. It's critical to win as many matches as you can in the shortest amount of time possible because when you get down to the elite eight or final four, you're gonna those aren't straight set matches. You're gonna have to have your legs. So this is why it favors the youth, you know, the people who are in their late teens, early 20s. Um, but the older you are, you really need to get through these early rounds quickly, 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 quickly down under, Mike. Very disappointed that we're not down there making some quality content. <laughs> you, well, you like quality content. Yeah, I appreciate this. How about a little short form? I love, oh, I love it. I love it. Ooh, short form content. Give it to me. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you got something else? What do you who you who you want to talk about? A little baseball. You need some baseball right now. Some more. <laughs> some more. When did we speak on it? We spoke on it last week. We haven't had any. Uh, we speak on it every week. Why? We haven't had any. We haven't had any moves. Everybody, and that's the problem. Everybody's playing games. Did you see that Longo came out and spoke uh, spoke about it? Who did? Uh, Evan Longoria. Oh, Longo Toyota said yeah. something. What did he say? Yeah, the, he. Um, 
let me shoot this to you because Longo is frustrated with the system right now. Longo calls for the players to stand strong during slow offseason. You know, because basically he put out he put it out on his Instagram because basically he knows that the owners pretty much are we can say that they're colluding to, you know, to drive down the prices, to drive down the prices of the market. He's telling everybody to stand strong right now. Wow. We have two generational players out there right now and then neither one of them have a job and spring training is a little bit five more weeks than, away, yeah, a little bit more than a month out. That's not right. And it's not good for them. It's not good for the game overall. It's not good for the game at all, overall. And I think that the owners don't take it the right way because everybody, every other sport now is relevant year round. Yes. And baseball is relevant for yes. the wrong reasons right yes. now. They're, we're relevant because we can't sign people. And that's not baseball. Baseball is usually the sport that's known for signing people for more, a lot of times, for more than what they're worth. And now we have two genera- generational players out there that aren't getting any offers. Well, they're getting offers, but not as much as they usually are. You know, they should be. I agree. It's, it's unfortunate. Wow. Very, very. I just don't, you know, people got to work on behalf of the game and behalf of themselves. And when you're dealing with this situation, it's a big money situation where it's not about anybody uh, worrying about the greater good or the greater game. And I'm not just saying it because obviously these guys are going to be wealthy regardless, both the owners and the players. But this is about the the structure and the order of things because these are the kind of things when guys don't know where they're playing or they don't get prepared at the right time that they don't end up actually having full seasons because they get hurt. Right. You know, there's a prep that's involved with all of these sports. Mentally and physically. Mentally and physically. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real thing. Go ahead. Speak on it. What else you got, son? (laughs) (laughs) Speak on it. Well, you know, another thing that I'd like to speak on, too, is that, unfortunately, there is another combat. uh, We could call it a combat sport that's more physical probably than all the sports is that PBR. And they just had a, a kid that died out there. Oh, wow. I'm, see, I'm not even him. Uh, the sorry they killed that. a professional writer. Mason Lowe will remain on the PBR circuit. And, you know, the kid, basically, you can... And they're going to keep the bull alive? They're not destroying the bull? No. He's still... I mean, that's what they have him out there for. But the kid died, I uh, do believe, on Tuesday night in Colorado. Oh. Did he get speared? He the, the bull actually stepped on his chest. Oh. After it bucked him off. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow, that's unfortunate. That, that's really unfortunate. But that that's a that's a really really violent sport, you know, jumping on the back of that bull like that, whose nuts are tied together, yeah, to make him go nuts. Yeah, and he does, and he makes everybody pay for it that he can. Wow. Well, wow. well, that's unfortunate. The kid was only twenty five years old. Man. Yeah. Well, ending it out on a heavy note. Um, gonna gonna leave you with a quote from Albert Einstein here, ladies and gentlemen. And it is any fool can know. The point is to understand. We're in this thing together, folks. We got to understand one another and live with one another. So do your best to do your best for someone else. I'm your host, Omar Miller. This is a quick weekend edition of the Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights. This is 